welcome to Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From Wellington, New Zealand, I'm Dave Wood, and joining me from Devon, England, is Dave Knott. Should we talk about some happy stuff? <laughs> yeah, we need to. Um, right, good stuff. Good stuff. Happy thoughts. <laughs> yep. Uh, where do you want to start? I guess we've got iPad. iPad. MacBook yeah. Air. MacBook Air. Um, I suppose... Mac Mini was updated. Well, yeah, that's why I was hesitating to speak there. <laughs> I was like, do I mention Mac yeah. Mini? Like, was it really updated? But I, I think we've just mentioned it and that's it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What did they even do? Just like doubled the storage, basically, in, in the stock Storage configs. options are a lot better. Um, and then there's a... Yeah, the stock configs are just a lot better than they were for storage. I don't think the memory's much better. I can't... I haven't checked if the processors have much of a bump. I don't think they've had but any bump, have they? No, but it's it, um, probably much like the MacBook Air. It, it should be able to drive the 6K display, I think. I think that's the the line of travel. Although I don't know. I don't know if the previous generation could drive it as well. Uh, so. well I'm just looking at the product page now on apple.com, and it's still the 8th gen Intel Core i3 is the base with the yep. Intel UHD graphics 630. So I imagine the graphics has remained exactly the same if it's what comes with um, the CPU. Right. So, yeah, and then looking at, at the thing, at the um, page here, yeah, my, my delusions of the 6K display are probably not right for the Mini. Yeah. Looking at it, it looks like that the Max display is uh, is the 5K display. Yeah, so they've just doubled the uh, SSD because it's now 256 rather than yeah. 128. Which is nice. I'm not, sure. Decent, I'm not sure it fully justifies the new badge that it's got on it, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's kind of like, if you think about how the Mac Mini didn't see an upgrade for so long before this version, even just seeing a bump on the storage, to me, is is heartening. It's like, okay, well, at least they're still kind of tweaking it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I have a feeling about the Mac Mini. I think it might be one of the... Um, one of the first ones to turn into an arm machine yeah. later on. Yeah. So it, it doesn't surprise me that they're not really doing anything major with it now. Uh, um, again, that might be wish casting, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it was an arm machine in another 18 months time or so. Yeah. I kind of feel like I'm semi in the market for a Mac mini in the future. Because, yeah, yeah because now I've got the new 16 inch MacBook. My old 2010 has been you know it's surplus to requirements so i've uh sort of made it into a home server yeah so it just sits in the cupboard with some hard drives attached to it runs plex it runs as a nas it sort of any other things like that however it's 10 years old it's not going to go on forever is it so no and it wasn't designed to be run in a cupboard like that and sort of scenario in the same way as a a headless mac mini can definitely take that on yeah so I, i you know I'll take it while I can get it, but I think sooner or later a Mac Mini might come my way, which is cool because it's freed up my Raspberry Pi, so uh, (laughs) hence I can make my arcade machine. Hey, Um, I I love the Mac Mini. Um, I I mean, when I bought this one, it was with the intention that eventually I would upgrade to um, to a MacBook Pro, and then the Mini is sat there to do builds and to run in the background, just just like you said, Mm -hmm. and. At the moment, it's it's perfectly capable for what I want it to do, and 
it may even be, I and mean, we'll get to this in a second, I guess, but it may even be that a combination of a Mac Mini and an iPad actually becomes a, a, a kind of viable option for sort of an Xcode development setup. Yeah. Um, that might be a possibility sort of after this June, uh, if, if we see something Xcode-ish for the iPad. Yeah. Well, yeah, two thumbs up, I guess. I'll take, well, I say two thumbs up, sort of like half a thumb up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take the extra SSD, but really there's nothing much. We've probably spoken about it too much as it is. Um, <laughs> should we uh, move along swiftly? Yes. Yeah, let's. Uh, let's go MacBook Air. So MacBook Air, to me, this looks like a, a good upgrade. Um just in terms of it's got the the new keyboard for a start that's that's awesome yeah it, it I, i'm going to sound exactly like john Syracuse here from atp this week but he hit the nail on the head when he said that when just someone comes up to you and goes hey i want to buy a mac what shall i buy you can now point to the macbook air and be like just buy that yeah unless you've got specific needs and you know that you want you know i, I need an eight core cpu because i'm doing video editing then fine you can talk about the pros but if someone just wants a mac because they're really nice and they don't want to do a huge amount of intensive work, but you know they want a nice laptop. Bang, there it is at nine ninety nine. Um, the keyboard's fixed, and the CPU seemingly um, benchmarks coming out. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, the quad core variant with the i five is up to seventy six percent faster than the old one. So that's a pretty good effort, isn't it? And you can max it to 16 gig of RAM and yeah. the storage can go all the way up to two terabytes as well. Ah, there's a stock configuration with the quad core and the 512 SSD that I think if you stuck 16 gigs of RAM in would actually be quite a decent development machine for a lot of people. Yeah, I was clicking through the configurator actually. Uh, where was I? So it starts at 12.99 here, so that's pounds. And you say stick 16 gig in it? Yeah comes with a 512 ssd as well yeah so 14.99 that's a pretty capable yep. machine right there isn't it like you say and what do you what do you get with the um the 13 inch macbook pro uh, what are the options there yeah you've got to go some to bump the um ssd to the same size and the ram as well and you're stuck with an 8th gen intel chip on the 13 inch pro wow so that's actually making the 13 inch look a little long in the tooth already yeah, well, what's interesting, if you just go to apple.com, click Mac, instead of it saying MacBook Pro, in like, you know, they list all the products like MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, iMac, whatever, they've split yep. the MacBook out into MacBook Pro 13 inch, MacBook Pro 16 inch. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. I'm just surprised they've done that. I don't know if there's any sort of meaning behind that, but. Yeah, I, I see that. They're, they're, they're distinguishing between them. You've yeah. got three levels of, of, of MacBook. You've got the Air, the 13-inch Pro, and then the 16-inch Pro. I would not be getting a 13-inch MacBook Pro at the moment, I don't think, looking at that. No. And what's also noteworthy is the Air now is the first um, 10 nanometer Intel Mac. Right. I mean, we've been waiting a long time for that. If you think <laughs> about back when the 15-inch was launched in 2016, uh, the Pro. Yeah. I mean, it's it was kind of like machine was kind of designed with the idea that a 10 nanometer chip would be coming next year or the year after and it just never happened and now you look at the 16 inch it's bigger it's got much better cooling capacity because it's still stuck at 14 nanometer 
which you can only really see why that would strengthen Apple's desire to go to ARM because then they can control yeah. their own destiny, can't they? Yeah, for sure. But just looking at the Geekbench, um, Jason Snell from Six Colors put some stuff out and yeah, you look at the multi-core test, the i5 MacBook Air got 2,658. Uh, now to give some context to that, the 8-core i9 in the 16-inch uh, get 6,666. Okay. Quite a big difference. Yeah, quite a big difference in price and yeah. and everything else there. That's impressive for the, the, the kind of base level model. Um, you know, I'm, I loathe to call it entry level because I don't think these prices are actually entry level. No. <laughs> uh, they are in Mac terms. They are in luxury goods terms. I know that. Um, but, you know, for, for everybody... I think the MacBook Air is still still pricey for what it is, but what it is 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 really good, um, and I, I'm quite pleased to sort of see that we've had this update. It's um, if I was actually in the market right now and I was looking at the 13 inch uh, MacBook Pro, which is where I would be looking, I'd be really really torn right now. Um, I'd, I'd probably be looking at the Air and, and bumping it up. Yeah, um, <laughs> part of me wondered like if the 16-inch launched alongside this, would I have mm-hmm. to have a little chat with myself and be like, dude, do you really need the 16-inch? Like, yeah. could you not just save, like, loads of money and get the air? Um, yeah, because the, the, the balance would have been get get the air and then use the other money to build a, a PC that you could run for gaming or, or hackintoshing um, as, as well. You know, you, th- th- there are other options... Yeah, of how you sort of split that money up. And I'll be honest, there was um, a, an element of buyer's remorse when I saw this MacBook Air. Kind of like, oh, yeah. if only I'd... I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm so happy with the 16-inch. Like, that feeling soon dissipated. Um, yeah. yeah. The fact is, the 16-inch is your workstation that is going to keep going and going for, for quite a while in terms of its speed and what it can do. Yeah. And I think with the the Air, they're good machines, and they're good machines right now. But I think as a developer, if you were to get one, I would be expecting to sort of be like reaching the edges of that in the next couple of years, actually, just as stuff kind of beefs along yeah. in terms of what you're expecting out of the machine. So that's just something to bear in mind. Yeah. Do you think this is kind of like the last of its kind? Um, Thinking about ARM? Yeah. So I think it might be the last of the Intel MacBook Airs. I I think it's perhaps going to remain in a similar form factor, though. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm really unsure as to um, as like what the flagship for for ARM is going to look like. I'm really, really unsure about that at the moment. See, for some reason in my head, I've got it that WWDC would be when they talk about it, even if we don't get products till next year, which seems to be the general sort of feeling. It yep. would seem appropriate for developers to get the talk from Apple this dub dub, but given how dub dub coronavirus etc is unfolding, yep. would Apple want to have that big of a discussion with the absence of a traditional WWDC? Would they rather have a room full of developers? Okay, so if you think about the the hardware side of stuff. It's. I always imagine it now as being like a. It's like a train, right? In terms of how long it takes from starting 
um, the concept, you know, getting the design nailed all the way through the supply chain to being able to actually put it in people's hands. It's this big, long train. Mm-hmm. And if they've started that already, I'm not sure that they would change anything about the sort of developer message. I think the timing for delivery, it might push out a little bit because of the um, the production delays that have probably been incurred because of the virus. Yeah. But I'm not sure they would change the the software side and the developer messaging that much just because I think the devices would still be landing anyway, you know, give or take a few months. It's funny, actually, I suppose you could say that this whole release of products kind of speaks to that because there was yeah. there's an element of when I saw all this stuff land being like, oh, that's um, it's not good timing, is it? No, the iPad um, especially kind of felt a bit like, well, okay, could that not have waited a couple of weeks? But then there's, there's a whole other argument to that, which is, again, this stuff is is happening on, on either side. You know, the, the, the situation around the virus is happening. Products have got a release push that is sort of on schedule. And you could argue that, you know, you don't know whether it's actually going to be worse timing to release it in another month than it would be to release it now. And there's another point where it's like every single concession we make to the virus to get rid of things that would normally happen is is actually it's another loss. Um, I'm loath to say that, you know, a luxury digital tech product is, is a major loss, but, you know, there's, there's something actually comforting to me almost in a sense of like, okay, we still saw product updates and, and they changed the messaging a little bit perhaps and they perhaps didn't, you know, deliver it to the world in the, the same way as they would do normally. There was no no events or anything like that, you know? Hmm. Um, but I'm kind of glad that some stuff is still happening. Um, it's, yeah, we, we can't, I, I don't think it's a good idea to, to delay and cancel everything. E- even if you run the risk of it sort of hitting a bit of a bum note, it's like, well, yeah, okay, but you know, stuff has still got to go on after a point as well. Otherwise, it's it's just the only thing we talk about is the virus. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see what Dub Dub brings. Um, in, yeah. Both in the view of like how will it be in its new online format in light of current events, but I I think this year is um, this could be the arm year, and I can't wait to yeah. see what 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 that means. What that you know because it's like. We've talked about the iPad Pro and how incredibly powerful it is. And I know the new one, yep. and we'll get to it, isn't much more powerful than the 2018 version. But the 2018 version is still really awesome. Um, so here's here's the thing. Actually, let's let's get to the um, to to the update that they did because I've, I've got it on screen at the moment. I'm looking at this this iPad with the the keyboard and the the trackpad. And the tag message at the top is, your next computer is not a computer. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's a bold statement. And it's just sort of hit me, is that they've put this in place. That keyboard is backwards compatible with um, the 2018 iPad Pros. Yep. How likely is it that they'll turn around at DubDub and say, you know, obviously we're making a transition to ARM. They could turn around and they could say, and... You you may already own that computer. <laughs> Ta-da! The iP- the iPad Pro with iPad OS can actually flick into, you know, developer mode or whatever it is, and there's this whole other experience for kind of you know the stuff that we do on Macs. 
Like it's been hiding in plain sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... It's a possibility. You know, like if if you if if they were going to go that way, how different do we think the iPad chips are going to be from the ones they want to put in Max? Well, this is the thing. I think a laptop, a traditional aluminium shell laptop, you know, form factor, yeah, um, completely justifies the existence of a fan. Yep, it wouldn't seem out of place. Whereas if there's a fan on the side of your iPad. I don't <laughs> think people would go for that very much. So I'm just fascinated no. by this whole arm movement to see, you know, we've seen how good it is inside an iPad Pro from 2018. Yeah. What happens if we put it in a bigger enclosure that's got a bigger thermal envelope and it's actively cooled? What could you do with an arm chip that Apple designed? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw it. It's probably a couple of weeks old now. There was a report um, on Mac rumors that... Uh, some ARM chips have been basically keeping up with Intel's high-end stuff while using about half the power. Yeah. Um, so I think that potential is there. It's, I just, yeah, I just really want to see it. It's funny because, oh, I don't know, basically before I got the 16-inch MacBook, I was kind of like, yep, let's do it. Let's go totally ARM. All the stuff that people were, you know, saying, well, you won't be able to boot camp into Windows, all that kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, never mind that. But now, actually, yep. my MacBook is kind of doubling as a gaming rig. I'm kind of like, no, I want my Intel chip. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't know whether they'll run two CPUs side by side, or, or I, I doubt that, but I can't wait to see how it unfolds. I think the software story is going to be interesting as well. I think so, and it sort of feels like it's all up for for grabs in a lot of ways. Like, we, like you said, we don't know what those chips would look like, what the configuration would look like, um, and it could be some quite impressive things. Like, I, again, I might be wrong here, but just um, if the if the if it was powerful enough, could um, the PC side of stuff basically be achieved through some sort of emulation or translation? Um, you know, in in a in a sense that might be fast enough that that VMs running on that machine are actually perfectly okay. You know, for the vast majority of tasks, mm. that doesn't really help you for the gaming side of it. But you know, for the developer side of it or whatever, um, it, it might be fine. So, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm I'm completely with you there, though, in terms of like we don't know what they look like yet, and they could be quite exciting. Yeah, it's um. It's going to be going to be exciting. I hope we see oh. something in Dub Dub. I hope, I hope we could just get a peek behind the curtain, just just a little bit. <laughs> That's kind of. I what think I want I've just sold myself. I think I've just sold myself on this idea that they're going to turn around and say that you can actually test the the beta of all this stuff um, on an iPad Pro. Yeah, maybe. Um, it would really make sense, right? If you think about the idea that. Um, with what they've done with the iPad Pro now, with this keyboard, with the trackpad support, with um, iPad OS 11.4, um, you've got this cohort of, of people in the development community now who potentially have these machines on their desks already, and they're trying to use them with, with you know the mouse support and all of that already as well. It makes sense to me to say, okay, and you can now run this beta version of... The, the prospective OS for an for an ARM Mac on that device, 
and to gain that insight and that knowledge from people testing it and using it in that way before you then put the product out that, that is going to be the the actual ARM Mac later on in the year. Because like you say, if those chips are, are configured so that they are much, much more capable in other ways than the iPad chips, then those machines will still sell as well. But having that versatility on the iPad would still be quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could just do... A, they'd be in control of their um, their own chip, but you know, they could they could do things like, I don't know, hardware accelerated Swift compilation. They, they could do all sorts, you know, baked right into the silicon. Like you know, you hear about like, oh, the T two chip is great at H dot two six four encoding and that speeds it up. It's actually better to do it through the T two chip on the Mac than it is to chuck it to your Intel chip. Yep. Yeah, you could start seeing loads of cool things like that, and it kind of. It would almost separate the Macs a little bit from the Windows PC competition because I've been kind of cornered before in arguments where people say, well, if a Mac is just like a Wintel box <laughs> but just runs macOS, like why, you know, why can't you just run macOS on other hardware? Why are the Macs so expensive? And yeah, if 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 they're running their own chips, it's kind of like this is why a Mac is a Mac because they have their own silicon that you know the whole stack the whole tech stack is owned top to bottom by apple from the silicon to the software rather than just their software running on an intel chip i almost feel like they could celebrate their the wins a bit more like when they come out and say that you know the the new arm mac is four times faster than the last one it's like yeah great good job apple because you did that you didn't just buy a new chip from intel and it really is their innovation yeah at that point yeah absolutely well, <laughs> I guess we should talk about this iPad Pro. Are you are you thinking about upgrading? Um, well, the phones aren't out yet, but this is my phone year, if you like. It's been three; it'll be three years since I got the ten. So really, this should be the phone year, and I don't know that I really want to upgrade the ten. Unless yep. iOS 14 is the release that makes my phone feel slow and clunky, which I don't think it will. No. But I don't see anything wrong with my iPhone 10. It does everything so nicely. And it still feels... I still... Again, I called it my new phone the other day in conversation. And it's like, blimey, it's only three years old. Like, where, where's my life going? Where's time going? <laughs> kind of like open up this much broader kind of thought process in my head. But um, it's probably not the time for that. Um, <laughs> So then I thought, well, actually, I'm stretching my legs now with app development and I'm making an app that will hopefully go on the iPad and is actually going to make use of the Apple Pencil. So it probably makes sense to get the iPad. Um, yeah. If I'm going to get an iPad, uh, in fact, Charlie said to me... Um, if you do an Apple Pencil development, you might want to get the iPad Pro because then you get the Apple Pencil 2, which it's got the support where you tap the pencil to switch modes. Yeah. So, again, that's, if you're going to get it for, for development, might be best to get that one so you can actually test that feature as well. I'm very, very conscious that it's kind of like, but I need it for development, and I probably won't actually... You know, I could end up not shipping the app or not even adding the pencil functionality. <laughs> and I've like got an <laughs> iPad that I never really was going to use for development properly anyway. But yeah, I, I just feel so happy with my phone that I think, well, maybe maybe this should be an iPad year. And if it's going to be an iPad year, 
this iPad Pro looks pretty appealing. Um, I'd probably go 11 inch, I think. I think I would recommend that if you've got no obvious reason to have the bigger one. The 11 inch is a, a very good size for sort of all rounder. Yeah. And when I was looking at the older ones, I was like, okay, 64 is the base. I could probably live with that because I've had 64 on my phones for years and that's been fine. Um, but now it's got 128 as base, so that's great. Yeah, it's not bad at all. I'd be recommending trying to go to 256 if you can, um, just because I feel like these machines are going to have um, broader purposes. I'm hoping that's the case, sort of post-dub-dub, and I kind of feel like 256 would in- insulate you a little bit more if you wanted to be running other tools and things on it just to, to play with. Um, but, you know, if you think you're going to manage perfectly fine with 128, then... So, so stay with that as well that's that's still a good thing yeah definitely i think 128 would be okay for me i think um mm. 128 with a pencil and like a just a i don't know what the is it called the folio case like yeah. no no keyboard just wrap around case i honestly can't bring myself to spend however much it is <laughs> on that keyboard <laughs> 350 pounds isn't it or something oh, silly blimey yeah it's a, it's 529 dollars <laughs> nz um our numbers always sound bigger of course um but yeah it's yeah um, <laughs> i have feelings about that i'm not sure it's um it should be that much but um yeah, I guess it just depends on, on how you're going to use the device, though, as well. Well, this is it. And I, I th- I'm i looking at the iPad through the lens of using it with the pencil more than I am the keyboard. I can't yep. see myself using it for, like, sit-down typing because I will go on the Mac for that. I'm not really planning to take it with me when I go places as my computing solution. I'll take the Mac with me. Mm-hmm. It's It yep. really is going to be going in the direction of the pencil, I think, especially with the app I'm developing that's going to take advantage of that um could be a nice kind of family computer i guess because um heifer's made noises a few times that she actually doesn't really have a computer anymore of her own yep she's got a school laptop that the school issue her um and she sometimes uses the ipad air one that we have but that's getting very slow now and it, it it annoys her it annoys me quite a bit when it just like just doesn't register touches in a timely fashion and it's just clunky and not nice so yeah it might make a lot of sense for a few different reasons to go for this if it's going to be like a more of a communal computer then it does make me reconsider the keyboard yeah um although when i look at that photo on the ipad pro home screen all i can see is just wobbling (laughs) if you (laughs) just like wobble 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 as soon as you start typing like so yeah, I don't know. I mean, that remains to be be seen, I guess, as people start to to have these in their hands. And, and on the website at the moment, it tells me here, in New Zealand at least, it the it's coming in May. Yeah, it says the same here. Yeah. Um, um, I've got the, uh, the smart keyboard for the iPad Pro 2018. Right. So the one that is like a folio case, but then it folds around and, and snaps into place. Mm-hmm. And I was torn when I was buying it because it cost a lot of money for what it is. Um, but then I also knew that some of the third-party ones, they kind of turn the iPad into a bit of a brick. Um, and I, I didn't want that. Uh, and it's, it's actually quite funny. I've appreciated, appreciated having it an awful lot 
in the last month. So as I've been, you know, concussed and dealing with all of that, the iPad Pro with that keyboard has stopped me from using my Mac. Um, it's been there for when I've sort of wanted to write a little bit more than just tapping quick messages back to people. And the iPads um, and the iPhone support of, of larger text, to me, actually feels better than, than the Mac. I guess this is a long-winded sort of way around to sort of say that um, the keyboard itself works really well because it's there when I want it and then it's out of the way when, when I don't. Um, and I've, I've been quite glad I've had that option for the iPad. Is it worth the money? <sighs> Again, still not sure. Um <laughs> But it, it's it's gone, you know, maybe 50% of the way there to pay him for itself, I guess, in the last month. <laughs> so it's not, not, not a ringing endorsement, but um, if you're thinking about wobbling and that sort of stuff, on a flat surface, this keyboard works, works fine in that regard. What about on your lap? Um, on my lap, less so. Um, you can find a position. I can find a position where I'm, I'm basically balanced and, and it's it's okay. Um, the key thing is to, to sort of getting it flat. Um, looking at the keyboard with the trackpad that they're going to that we're going to be able to get in May. Yeah, that that neck that it has, I could imagine that wobble wobbling a bit. I can also imagine that it might actually be the same as as my um, experience, which is when you're on a flat surface, it's perfectly fine. Um, You know, for the vast majority of users. Because the bit that would actually go on your lap is one solid piece, isn't it? The keyboard and the trackpad bit. Yeah. So if that hinge is decent enough, would it be any, uh, would it be a lot different than having a laptop on your lap? Possibly not. No. So there's hope, isn't there? Just yeah. looking at the price for the 11 inch, 299. Blimey. 299 for a keyboard. But yeah. It's interesting that when you add add it all up, you know, you add an iPad and a keyboard, you're basically yep. a MacBook Air money. Yeah. And I don't yeah, think that's are. necessarily a bad thing. It's almost like it positions it as an equal to the MacBook Air in some ways it's like these two are both equals it's just personal preference as to what you want um, which is interesting Um, yeah I I can see I could see that being a good solution as like a sort of family communal computer that 11 inch iPad with the the keyboard and trackpad yeah Um, I think the only the only thing I would say is that the you don't really get like the sort of multiple user login side of stuff and that could get quite frustrating after a time could do couldn't it yeah yeah hmm so yeah i'll give it some thought um i'll probably just start out with the ipad and the pencil and see see how things go i'm just ever so conscious that it's going to end up like my last two ipads where it just ends up getting put in the cupboard after a little while um or just like it will become the thing that charlie watches postman pat on <laughs> that'll be it <laughs> i can appreciate that i think maybe there's a call there to just sort of wait until you're at that edge of development where you really need the device to play with yeah you know get get to that point first and then you've got an immediate kind of like thing to do with it as soon as you get it uh, that might be the better option i i'm 
interested in this iPad Pro in a sense of it's got the the lidar camera on the back. <laughs> yeah. 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 In in what sense are you interested? I can see other applications and uses um, with it sort of starting to spring into into life. So I'm thinking things like um, being able to use it to 3D scan a room um, in a sense that might actually start being quite useful. Um, so I know they sort of advertise it with a load of augmented reality stuff and that's their sort of sell, but I'm actually thinking if it's giving enough depth data back to to the app, to different applications then the sort of third-party apps we might see that use that could be really quite fun. Yeah, it's interesting, actually. My mum used to have to do as-built plans of buildings. So the idea was she would go around every single room in a building and measure it to make sure it was built to the size that the builders said they were going to build it to, basically. And it used to be a case of going around with a tape measure or a laser level making notes of everything, then going back to her computer and plotting it in a CAD program. Um, imagine if she had one of these and a suitable yeah. app. You just scan the room. That's uh, pretty powerful, right? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. So uh, that that interests me, although I do kind of feel like what you're seeing with this is almost a little bit of a sneak peek of what might be in the next phone. Yeah, I mean, the phone um, will get it. Uh, to me, to me this, yeah. this is all just one big thing towards AR glasses. Yeah, yeah, in the longer run, of course. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it's almost like this is Apple training themselves on how to build this technology and then make it smaller over the years to the point where it can go in glasses. Yeah. And then when the glasses are out, surprise developers, you know how to use all this stuff because you've had the frameworks and the hardware in your hands for years already. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be great. Yeah, and I, and I would say for developers that are looking at this, if if you're thinking of a of a app or an experience for the glasses when they when they're out, I think now is actually the time to start developing that. I've, my my gut feeling at the moment is if you put that effort in into sort of getting there over this next year, then I th- I feel like we might be in a position in the next eighteen months or so where that starts to pay off. Yeah. Um, Hard to say. I know everybody wants the glasses out as soon as possible, and, I'm, and I am one of those people, but I, I kind of feel like now is a good time to start, um, just in terms of that dev. <laughs> 